Welcome back to the Get Smart With Money podcast. I'm your host, Dana Hernandez. I was born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area and worked at a grocery store for almost 10 years. Back then, I didn't know what I should have been doing with the money I was making, but if I had, things would be a lot different for me. Luckily, being a financial planner now in life, I'm getting myself on track, and now I'm on a mission to help others get ahead financially too. I know the struggles, and I'm in this with you. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today, I have a very special guest. His name is Nick Moticha a former police officer who has embraced his spiritual journey and allowed it to help him grow. Thank you for being here today, Nick. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. So how long were you a police officer for? So I was in formerly as a police officer for 17 years and in enforcement related positions uh, for about six years plus that. So I guess about 20 about 23 years total in enforcement. Wow. That's a long time. So what made you want to get out of that field of work? For sure. So um, I'll just go back kind of, I guess, to the beginning uh, before I get into that. So policing for me was something that was in the family. So my dad was a police officer and I saw that as my just what made logical sense based on the programming and everything that uh, I was brought up in. And that was to the importance of having a job with a pension and with the benefits and with all the security and everything that goes around that. And then really just being, I guess, limited by that, seeing that as sort of my ceiling. And so I just kind of went with what was comfortable and, and got into a profession based on those factors I just discussed. And then also my wounded inner child um, being not really seen or heard or felt really that important as a child. I thought subconsciously, of course, and this is something that my wife pointed out to me recently, um, that putting on a uniform and, and stepping into that role would not only gain my parents' approval, but would also, I'd be seen and heard by society at large. And so I chose my career from my wounded inner child, which isn't uh, a good way to choose one's career for sure. Uh, but that's that's my story. So I got into it and I genuinely did want to help people. Um, and also there was parts of it that appealed to me, the adrenaline side of things and whatnot. And so I thought, well, yeah, this makes perfect sense. This is exactly what I should be doing. So that's what I did and ended up finding out quite quickly once I got out of training and into the real world working as a police officer that it wasn't what I thought it was going to be and it wasn't in alignment for me. And I think it was the a lot of the the energy of what you go into every day as a police officer is well negative of course uh just by the nature of it and so every interaction is that like bad negative energy and deception is a huge part of it because everyone lies to the police right and it's self protection and i totally get that um but to be the 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 human on the other side of that uniform, having to sort through that soup of bad energy, of lies, of deception, of, you know, selfishness and, and everything that, that goes into kind of those chaotic moments in, in people's lives. It just, it never, it never felt good to me, but I didn't see an out. So I pushed through. So 
that got me through well 15 years of policing up until the point where I'd collected enough traumas and enough you know baggage and unprocessed emotions and and different things that I'd been exposed to that it led to um, my my breakthrough um, which happened at work Um, in the moment it definitely felt and looked and uh, everything like a breakdown but with the benefit of some hindsight it was the best thing that ever happened to me because without that slap across the face I wouldn't have pursued my healing journey so um yeah I hope that answers your question yeah that's a long time to push through a job that you don't really like and you never know what you're going to get with being a police officer either you For never sure. know what the situation is going to be like it's just all negative though at least you know that part <laughs> for sure and then for me I chose positions within policing that were I guess even extra bad in that sense so I I got into drug enforcement quite early in in my career and then um, I actually switched departments. So I went from a federal agency. So in here in in Canada, it's called the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. So the Mounties, I don't know if that rings a bell for you, Mm -hmm. but um, went from (laughs) the RCMP and then into a municipal police force. So in the city of Calgary, which is about a little over a million people. So getting into a, a bigger center for sure. And, um, and then once I was with them, I got into undercover drug work. So I worked, yeah. In, oh my God. Like street level drug trafficking was kind of our, that was what we were targeting. And so I was getting into drug dealers, cars, buying meth and fentanyl and that's intense, all, all the things. And then from there, that was not my calling. And so I thought, oh, I'll get into gang enforcement. So then I got into a gang suppression team in Calgary. And uh, that was challenging and rewarding in a sense, too, because for the first time in my career, I felt like I was actually doing something beneficial because especially in Canada, our justice system is is just horribly broken. And it is just an endless cycle of as the police, you go out and you arrest people and you put them in the court system and then they get released immediately and they're out committing more crime. And now that's the police's fault somehow. And it's, and meanwhile, these people are out hurting other people and it's just a terrible cycle. And so, yeah, I chose some, um, some doozies uh, within the career too, but I, from this perspective, now looking back, I don't have any regrets at all because I needed to see experience and be in that, that kind of the worst of what humans can do to each other in order to be on this side and truly experience the light and the, the high potential of humans. And um, so it feels really good. And I needed that to have that polarity. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that really bad negative. And then now you're in the positive and I'm really happy that that worked out for you like that. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it it doesn't I would say I'm I'm the exception. Um most guys and girls that get in past I don't know what the exact number is, but it's probably before 5 years. If you stay past 5 years, you're generally going to stay for the full 25 in so in the police departments I worked for it was 25 years and then you could uh retire with a pension, which 
I think that's kind of silly now to to look at it. And it was like, the goal is to get half of what I was struggling on before. And like, that's the end game. Like that seems like a terrible deal. I don't want that deal at all. (laughs) Yeah. And that's a long time to wait for that. Right. 25 years is a long time. Right. Exactly. And so I saw my fellow, you know, brothers and sisters in law enforcement getting into, you know, alcohol and I saw a lot of guys cheating on their wives and like doing all these really negative things to deal with the the trauma and the negativity and all the things that that go with that profession and there's just not enough awareness around um the potential to actually process and and heal the trauma that we are exposed to and again not just in law enforcement either but in the general population there's unhealed unprocessed trauma is at the root of so much of the negativity and the problems in our world. And I have been able to find positive ways to actually deal with that trauma. And so that's kind of my, my mission now is to spread that, that message that there is alternatives to, you know, pharmaceuticals and 10 years of therapy that may or may not have an effect, a positive effect at the end of the day. Yeah. It's especially important to do self-care in those types of roles because you're going to be right back tomorrow doing the same thing. So take a bath, get a massage, like just zone out on TV. I feel like that's really good too sometimes because you can't think about everything that you've gone through all day long anymore. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's intense. And then for me, it was so my coping mechanism, my coping strategy to get through those hard calls, because, I mean, you go to a lot of stuff and and what stands out for me would be different than the next officer. Um, But you there's certain ones that just you don't ever want to deal with and you're not equipped. And I certainly wasn't equipped to to actually deal with them. And so what I would do is anytime I'd be reminded of them with a smell, with a location, with a sound, whatever it was, I would be reminded of it, of course. And I would go there for just a brief second. And then I would think, nope, nope, not today. And I would just push it back down, right? And push it into my body. And that served me for, well, 15 years. And then one day it just didn't anymore. And those unprocessed traumas just came out and overfilled my cup and I had a breakthrough. (laughs) Yeah. Breakdown, breakthrough. I like that you say it's a breakthrough Yeah, because it all turned out to be great afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. And just again, like in the moment it felt terrible, right? Like I didn't know what was happening to me. I, I went into like this catatonic state where like my world just like came to this pinpoint of focus and I wasn't able to act. And so luckily it happened while, you know, mid pandemic. And so I was actually had transitioned from that gang suppression role into a Um, a role in the public affairs and media relations unit. So I was actually working from home on a laptop. And so my breakthrough didn't happen, you know, at some dynamic, crazy shootout situation. (laughs) It happened in my living room, uh, which, 
is amazing, right? Um, just logistically for me. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I just knew in that moment, because I'd never experienced anything like that, like in policing, you can imagine that that would be a negative thing, right? To be able to be shut down and not able to act or think or yeah. do anything. Um, so it happened at the perfect time and place for me. And it was just a wake up call that my coping strategy of pushing trauma down just wasn't cutting it and I needed to do something else. And so that's what I set off on a path to do. Awesome. So yeah, you said you have embraced your spiritual journey. So just talk a little bit more in depth of what that is. Yeah. So very early in 2020, so in January, like beginning of a new year, my wife and I decided to start meditating daily. And it also involved a um, a gut reset, so a major diet change as well. And so those two factors, and then to combine that for me with um, actually cannabis. So about a year prior to um, that time frame in Canada, cannabis became legal again. And so I had slowly rekindled a relationship with it. It was something that I wasn't obviously allowed to to do once I decided that policing was a thing for me. Yeah. Um, but I just found it, it really like helped me get perspective on my life and on issues. And so cannabis, the diet change and meditation just led me on this crazy journey that's been unfolding over the past, well, I guess almost four years now. So at first, so started that meditation practice and within the first couple of weeks, this idea for um, a business came to me. And so what I was struggling to find in the market was a locally made, so a made in Canada or made in even North America, natural fiber, just good fitting, basic t-shirt. Like I could not find that. It I just struggled and could not for the life of me find one. So I could find a company that would be, you know, designed in Canada or designed in the US, but made in Vietnam, or it was locally made, but it was made of polyester or, you know, not the best fabric. And so in that meditation, I just decided, okay, I'm just going to do something different here and I'm going to just make it myself. And so I started on a path to, to bring that into the real world, right at that early in 2020 kind of timeframe. And then um, I was really finding that my sleep was was all messed up from working shift work for my entire adult life. And so at the time I was in that gang suppression role and we worked four 12 hour night shifts in a row and I wasn't able to sleep in between my night shifts anymore, more than like a couple, three hours. So by the end of a set of four, I was just a mess, right? I was no good at work. I was no good at home after my my set, I would take me a couple of days to even feel human again. And so I wasn't showing up as the dad I knew I could as the father or sorry, as the husband, as the friend, as all of those roles outside of work. I just, it wasn't good. And so for the first time I admitted that something wasn't right, something wasn't going how it should and and something was wrong. And so I went to my family doctor and just told him what was happening. And I got he gave me a, a doctor's note saying I couldn't work past midnight. And in policing, you can imagine that's a little bit of career suicide yeah. because yeah, all the good <laughs> roles, you got to work past midnight. But I was at a point where it just, yeah, I, I wasn't happy with 
well, policing in general, it was really feeling out of alignment for me. And also just the way I was feeling with my sleep, like it just, it felt like it was literally killing me, which we all know it is shift work takes years off your life. And I was just really feeling that. Yeah. And so I put that note in not knowing what that was going to mean for me and just sort of trusted for the first time and let my grasp on my life go and just sort of let it happen. And it landed me in this role with the public affairs unit I was talking about that was amazing, right? I'm working from home. It's Tuesday to Friday. I'm getting my sleep back in order. Everything's going really well. And then at the end of June of 2020, George Floyd was murdered by a police officer in Minneapolis. And my cushy little online policing gig became like, the worst. I would have <laughs> no. way rather been dealing with, you know, getting into a backseat of a drug dealer's car at midnight in a back alley to buy an ounce of meth or dealing with the worst gang member that the city I was working in had to offer in a bar. That would have been way preferable to the the keyboard warrior, defund the police, all that negativity around policing during that time. And so that all kind of was in the background and I pushed through that summer of 2020 and up until my, my breakthrough, which was September 16th of, of 2020. And so I'm the spiritual journey is, is still happening in the background and I'm, I'm just, yeah, totally letting go of, of my life and just letting those layers fall away, which is exactly what was happening. Like first it was the gang suppression. So that position fell away. And then it was moving into this more cushy, you know, online gig. And then all of a sudden it was like, no, then that fell away. And now I was at home um, trying to in, embracing all of the traditional therapies that were being offered to me through different psychologists and different things for, yeah, that were being offered to me as a police officer that had had a, you know, some sort of mental health crisis at work. And so I was going to all his appointments and was feeling a little bit of maybe relief um, doing some like the eye movement stuff specifically. I felt a little bit of distance from my traumas, but still wasn't getting back to myself. And so I was feeling, so I was really my patience wasn't there. I wasn't able to, like I said, be the dad. I knew I could be the husband. I I couldn't deal with any adversity in my life or like decision-making was like, I was, I had a really hard time, any sort of violence on TV. Like I just hundred percent could not watch it. I couldn't listen to any music that had any sort of aggressive lyrics. Like, and it was just kind of a, yeah, a bit of a shell of my, I guess, former self And what I was missing in all the traditional therapies that I was going to was a spiritual element. There was no talk of, of anything outside of the body as a machine. And we need to go in there and, you know, process this trauma and you repeating it 400 times to me is somehow going to like beat it out of you in some way. And there was just no, there was no spiritual element, And I was really missing that. And so I tried to find different psychologists that maybe had a bit of a spiritual background, but that was, that proved quite difficult. Um, They were able to like 
maybe entertained the concept or of it or the idea, but it wasn't like part of the practice. So I, it was a year and a half of change, like trying different psychologists and different things. And then finally I, my wife again, who I call my Oracle, uh, she told me one day, she's like, you need a shaman who's also a psychologist. And so this is what I do. So I hear her tell me something and I like think like, I don't know about that, but we'll see. And then about, you know, two months later, I'll like have this idea. I'll be like, I need a shaman who's a psychologist and I'll have convinced myself that it was my idea. Anyway, so that's exactly what happened. So one day with my back up against the wall, feeling like at my absolute low, I'm like year and a half into traditional therapies and I'm like not getting any better. And so I Googled shaman psychologist and I found one and she happened to be in Calgary, actually. So the city I was, I was working in. And so I was able to arrange a, a healing journey with her and what that looked like for me. So I had this intuitive knowing that there was something in plant medicine for me and in my healing. And so And I wasn't interested in any pharmaceutical, as you can imagine, doctors were trying to give me all sorts of things along my year and a half healing journey, but I I just wasn't going there. I just felt like there was something in nature for me. And so at some point I just knew that it was psilocybin, so magic mushrooms. And so I started growing my own mushrooms. So I, um, we arranged a healing journey and that happened on actually our 10 year wedding anniversary. So January 28th of 2022, uh, we traveled back to Calgary. We weren't living in Calgary at that point. And I had a, a shaman-led healing journey with psilocybin. And I had grown these mushrooms with the intentions to heal me. Um, I'd grown them on a sacred geometry clearing plate, and I'd been doing Reiki on them regularly and um with that intention infused into them so the day of my healing journey i held that medicine because it is a medicine 100 percent. i held that to my heart and i stated my intentions which i'd written out in my journal three times forcefully and then i consumed them and they shifted my consciousness my level of consciousness to where i had no resistance to dealing with and going back to my unprocessed traumas, those hard calls and different situations that I would always just push back down. I went there with basically without resistance and I was able to see them from a different perspective. So the first big thing for me, the big takeaway was that they weren't even my traumas. I was just a witness to someone else's trauma story and a lot of my my hard calls and and the ones that stayed with me were suicide related and so i just had this awareness that i was a witness to someone else's trauma and me holding on to it wasn't helping anyone at this point of course and also i just had this what i can only now describe as radical jesus level compassion for the person involved in all the different hard calls that i'm talking about And also compassion for myself in that I was just there trying to help people at the end of the day. And so those three factors just allowed this trauma, which I'd always historically just pushed down, it allowed it to just process. And so prior to this healing journey, this my shaman psychologist, so she's a PhD psychologist, 
So she'd done all the the standard testing and whatnot, right? And the DSM diagnosis. And so I came back as as PTSD and I was on the severe side. So then my healing journey happened. And then about six weeks later, WCB ordered a, a comprehensive psych assessment. They had no idea what I'd done, right? They didn't know I was doing this healing journey. I had to arrange it and pay for it and everything myself. So six weeks later, an independent psychologist does all that same testing. It was a half a day with interviews and all the written out tests. About a week later, she called me back and told me that I didn't even meet the criteria for a diagnosis anymore. So I went from severe (laughs) PTSD, one healing journey, and now I don't even meet the diagnosis or the criteria for a diagnosis. So in essence, I was able to heal my 15 year um, policing career in an afternoon with intention and with medicine that I'd grown myself. And so that was, it was amazing. It was, it was such a profound experience to realize that we can go in and, and deal with our traumas and successfully deal with them with that intention and the right set and setting and the right uh, circumstances kind of behind that. And so that day that she told me I didn't have a a diagnosis anymore. That was the end of my benefits, of course. So now the Calgary police service are expecting me back to work and I have, yeah, no more, no more benefits coming in. And I just knew that I was feeling really good, but if I were to go back into policing, I would just end up re-traumatizing myself and end up back in the same situation. So, um, and then just to add another layer to that, I had even come even more out of alignment with policing throughout the pandemic. And from what I saw specifically in Canada with political influence on the police to like quash these freedom demonstrations and freedom protests. So in Canada, there was the freedom convoy. So all the truckers drove to our nation's capital and um, set up in Ottawa, protesting the government overreach and all the crazy mandates and whatnot that the Mm -hmm. government here had implemented. And the government used the Emergencies Act, which is like the highest level of like intervention to quash this peaceful protest. And that's just completely out of alignment for me. Like I'm here to protect people's rights, not quash them. So um, the fact that I was not wanting to re-traumatize myself and the fact that I just throughout through my own sense of integrity was just like not interested in being part of that enforcement community anymore um, I made the only decision that made sense for me and that was to resign from the only career that I'd ever known so that's what I did love it yeah there would have literally been no point in you going back <laughs> no no I wouldn't have been doing myself or anyone else any favors and it just would have it just would have how it would have felt to me just would have been just awful yeah I've, I've gotten to a place now where I I just do what feels good in my heart and what feels in alignment and what is in um, consistent with my intuition and my guidance. And that just felt like the opposite of that. So I just resigned. (laughs) Good, good. That's a really, really good story. Um, Tell us more about your clothing company. For sure. So yeah, so since that point, um, so my last day as a police officer, was like once I had no diagnosis, then I had some leave and different things that 
administratively had to happen before I was like formally done with the Calgary police service. And so my last day was April 20th of 2022. So 4:20. So I see you universe. Well played. Well played. <laughs> um, and so since that point, I've just been able to go all in on my, my apparel brand, which is it's called flow state designs and it's locally made. So it's sewn in Calgary, Alberta. It's made with hemp and organic cotton and it's just good fitting quality, basic clothing that is made totally the opposite with the exact opposite energy of fast fashion. So it's very much slow fashion. Um, and it is just, it's all about intention. So my healing journey, all about intention, my clothing, all about intention. So I have a, a piece of clear quartz crystal that gets sewn into every care and content label on my clothing. Oh my and I've God. sent, I've sent that crystal, the energies of grace and flow and abundance and, gratefulness and uh, positive energies along those lines and then had that sewn into the into the care and content label so it's just consciously made amazing high vibrational clothing I'm buying one of your shirts <laughs> <laughs> well thank you I'm, yeah. uh, so I started with men's clothing of course uh, but I'm I'm currently working on a on a woman's specific pattern uh, but it'll be with that same fabric it's hemp and organic cotton and it's just better nature if it's touching your skin nature is best like hemp has so many amazing properties that um yeah we've just kind of forgotten about and i just want to move away from that synthetic petrochemical based clothing and into something more natural and just it's just better yeah definitely agree that sounds really comfortable and just really nice i like your whole intention behind your clothes Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, again something I couldn't find in the market, and so I uh, I I assumed at the time that there would be other people like me, and uh, I'm slowly finding those people out in the real world. So it's been it's been great, and it's given me something to focus on and put my energy into um, that's just positive, and it's um, in some way you know helping people. My kind of motto is look good, feel good, do good. And so when people look good, they feel good, and then they're able to do good in the world. And so I'm just uh, happy to be a small part of that. Love that. Oh, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. So where can people find you online and how can people buy your clothes? Great. Yeah. Um, so everything's under Flow State Designs. So the website is, it's a Canadian company. So it's flowstatedesigns.ca. And Instagram is um, Nick Motichka and then Flow State Designs and TikTok is Flow State Designs. And so all those different social media platforms uh, under basically Flow State Designs. And I can send you the the links there that you can put in the show notes if you'd like. Yes, definitely. They will be in the show notes. Um, and thank you so much. I hope people really valued that story like I did. Thank you. Yeah. And that's, that's my intention, right? Is, is coming on shows like yours and, and just spreading that there is possibilities. There are other alternatives to the traditional therapies and traditional, you know, Western kind of thought processes around trauma healing and it can be profound and it's, it's not for everyone. And I am not saying that it is, but if you're feeling called to, to actually go in and, and deal with some stuff from your past, it's, it's a very 
effective, viable option for people. And I'm just here to spread that, that message and let people know that it's a possibility for them too. Yeah, 100%. And also keeping the career that you thought was going to be your entire life. It's also okay to let that go sometimes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, holding on to something that isn't in alignment does you so much more harm than good. And and we, as humans, we like to feel safe and comfortable, but that just kills our spirit. And it just feels so much better to be doing what's in alignment and and what's your your calling. And um, even if it doesn't make logical sense, because it won't, right? Like giving up the pensions and the benefits and the stability and all that doesn't make sense to my parents. It doesn't make sense to (laughs) a lot of people, but I just don't, I don't care. It's what feels good to me. And, uh, and that's what, that's what matters. And when you start pursuing that, the universe has a way of, of making that, work for you right and you're you're supported when you let go and step off that cliff there there's support you can't describe or put a a label on or anything like that but it's it's a real thing yeah definitely well thank you again so much um hang on because i will catch up with you real quick afterwards but again i hope everybody got a lot of value out of that story and have a great day thank you Please like, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And follow me on Instagram at Dana.Hernandez.Agent, as well as checking out our new website, GetSmartWithMoneyPodcast.com.